Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are presented by HashtagBasketball.com. Uh, go check out HashtagBasketball.com. they got really great fantasy tools. they also got some really good NBA writing and uh, some podcasts that you can go check out, like this one. Um, there's an NBA Deep Dives podcast, and there is a Deep League fantasy podcast, so if you're really in one of those big... Uh, leagues, you, you can dive down into the uh, the gritty underbelly of the guys who are ranked, you know, two hundredth in fantasy basketball. Tonight, let's just get right into the box scores. There's quite a few games this evening, and we're going to start with the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, tonight, the Bucks did not win. Uh, Giannis actually usually puts on a pretty decent show against LeBron James. Considering, I, I think Giannis is not really afraid of LeBron James. I'm not sure if the Greek freak is afraid of anybody. But tonight, it, it just wasn't enough. LeBron James had a really good night. Richard Jefferson ended up getting the start tonight. He played 32 minutes. Uh, I believe he got ejected from this game, if I am remembering my highlights correctly. Richard Jefferson, even though he started, I'm not, I'm not looking towards uh, picking him up. Kevin Love sat uh, with a left knee injury, and uh, J.R. Smith is actually out for a while. And so you would think that with the Cavs, with those two injuries, there would be fantasy value kind of hiding behind the curtain that could come in and uh, and replace those guys and get good minutes. And really, tonight you saw that J.R. being out, Ian Shumpert got the most minutes off the bench and uh, more then the starter, Ligans, uh, Shumpert with 29 minutes, 10 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, a steal, and a block, and 3 three-pointers. I would say Shumpert's probably the only person I'm really interested in due to these injuries. The Cavs are still going to be the Cavs. Kyrie, LeBron are going to carry the team. Kevin Love isn't really set out to be out very long. Uh, Kevin Love isn't like seriously injured where he's going to have to get surgery or anything like that. Uh, J.R. Smith, you know, he's got right thumb surgery, so he he will be out for at least a month, if not a little bit longer. It does seem that Ian Shumpert is going to take his minutes, but um, so far I'm not really impressed with Eamon Shumpert's um, outing tonight. The three three-pointers are nice, and the steal and the block are nice too. It's worth watching just to see if he uh, starts heading towards the drop zone and maybe working his way into standard league relevancy. But 29 minutes, it's a little bit iffy. We'll uh, we'll see how that sh- situation shapes out. But I'm not I'm not running out and picking up even uh, Shumper unless I'm in a 14 or 16 uh, team league. Over on the Bucks, uh, another team that's very kind uh, you kind of know what's going on with the Milwaukee Bucks. Though the Henson and Monroe saga continues, they are both sharing minutes. They're both playing around 20 minutes a game. Uh, I have said that they are both worth owning just in case something does pan out between those two. But if they're only going to play 20 minutes a game, you know, earlier, uh, a week or two ago, the Henson and Monroe were playing... You know, 25 minutes a game, 26 minutes a game. And that there is a big difference between 19 minutes a game and 26 minutes a game. It's really a whole, you know, stint of, of playing time. And I've been um, 
man, I, I've been trying to keep a hold of these guys, and I still am. I'm still keeping a hold of both those guys just because they might pan out in the future, and that's something you can do in a Roto League, but in a head-to-head league, it might not be the best idea to do anything but stream um, Monroe and uh, Henson. Henson is going to give you really good blocks, and I can understand why you would want to stream him. Tonight, uh, it was a pretty decent night from uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, he played 27 minutes off the bench. He had 11 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals with one three-pointer. Brogdon had a pretty nasty reverse dunk against LeBron James. Not in this game, in the game before that. And um, they ended up giving him a little bit more playing time tonight just to see what he would do with it. And that's kind of a, that's a very impressive line. Eleven, seven, and three uh, steals with five rebounds. That's that's a pretty good fancy line. He is young. Um, he could uh, he could end up being kind of relevant. So if if I'm in a bigger league, fourteen team league, uh, I think maybe Malcolm Brogdon might be someone to take a flyer on, just because he's looks like he's about to get a little bit more playing time, and he is uh, able to put together. Um, so a pretty decent line, decent at steals, decent at assists. He's um, not done a whole lot this year, but in the occasional games where he has played, you know, 22, 24, 27 minutes, he's scoring in double digits. He's hitting uh, at least a three. He's getting a few rebounds, a few assists, and that's that's fantasy relevancy right there. So in big leagues or in head-to-head leagues, I would stream him. In bigger leagues, I would own him. But in a standard roto league, ten to twelve team league, I'm still I'm waiting on this guy. I'm um, I'm just gonna see what happens uh, if they want to if the Bucks want to go with him uh, heavier in the rotation. He's definitely better than Tony Snell. He's he's better than Deladova. So. We'll see what the Milwaukee Bucks want to do with him. He's on your rate. He should be on your radar. He's on my radar, and we'll see how that goes forward. But uh, for now, in in standard leagues, uh, he's just a streamer in head to head. I don't think he is standard league relevant at this point. Let's go to the next game: the Hawks versus the T Wolves. The Hawks just really couldn't um, score at all. And look, the Timberwolves ended up beating them ninety two eighty four. T Wolves is one of the, are one of the few teams where the starting five are all standard league relevant, and Carl Anthony Towns had a monster night: seventeen points, eighteen rebounds, five assists, and a block. Old gorgeous dang, uh, just twelve points, nine rebounds, an assist, a steal, three blocks, uh, right across the board. All those guys are really really good. I don't see their value hurting, uh, or going up or down. Uh, Towns is still one of the best players in the league. Um, Rubio and Zach Levine are really, they kind of cannibalize each other just a little bit. Uh, one of them should be running point, and the other one should not be, and they, they both kind of share possessions. And They both had really nice nights tonight. Rubio, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, and 2 steals, and 2 three-pointers, while Levine had 18 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, and 4 three-pointers. So all those guys should be owned, all those guys moving forward. Uh, I think Rubio might be the one. Rubio and Wiggins, because Wiggins is just kind of a a bulk shooter and doesn't um, doesn't really provide like across the board standard league um, stats, but he is a scorer. Wiggins is is a is a monster scorer, and that's why he should definitely be owned. But uh, I'd say Rubio is probably the odd man out by the end of the year. 
and uh, his value could drop. That's the person I'm, I'm probably worried about the most is Ricky Rubio on this team. But the rest of the starting five, you know, they're going to play absurd, absurdly high minutes, um, as they did tonight. Only three guys off the bench played. Typical Tibbs rotation. Um, we'll see moving forward whether or not the bench ever gets more playing time. If there's an injury, who ends up getting, you know, the 30 minutes that Tibbs will obviously give to someone off the bench. Go to the Hawks. They've been uh, this is a bad night for them, so it's going to be kind of hard to 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 really gauge what's going on there. Schroeder, another nice night, twenty one point seven assists, one rebound. He's really coming into his own right now. Corver and Cephalosha both started with Bazemore, so a very small lineup tonight, which is uh, interesting. Looks like Howard uh, did not play this evening, and I should probably know why. Um, Dwight Howard, I think. From what I remember, he he's not like permanently injured. Um, looks like he just had a, a back injury, a little tightness. He was out the game before this, and the Hawks do suffer without um, without Dwight Howard in the lineup, just because you know you know he he's kind of a centerpiece. They did end up beating OKC without him though, so that is uh, it's interesting to see what, what they're doing without Howard and uh, Mike Muscala. Got 30 minutes tonight with since Howard was out. And I, I've said this in the past. I like Mike Muscala. I might be one of the few people in the world to say that out loud. But um, Muscala is, is, is a pretty decent fantasy player when he's getting minutes. And he played 30 minutes tonight, even though he didn't play uh, when Howard sat out last game. He only played 11. And tonight he had 16 points, four rebounds, one steal, and three three-pointers. And that's the reason I like him. He's able to shoot. He's kind of a stretch five. He's able to shoot three-pointers and get solid rebounds uh, with the occasional assist and the occasional steal and block. With uh, Howard out, I would stream Mike uh, Muscala, but I'm not picking him up. It doesn't look like Howard's going to be out an extended period of time. Let's go to the next game, Memphis versus Detroit basketball. I think I failed to talk about Detroit. I uh, focused on the Bulls when their game last time I talked about Detroit. So I'll I'll start with them. Uh, bad night for Deb- Tobias Harris. Three for seven. Uh, seven points. Six rebounds. Three assists. One steal and one block. Detroit has been a little bit interesting lately because they are starting to push uh, John Lear into uh, heavier minutes. And I think that's helped their offense a little bit, at least. Uh, tonight they did lose to the Grizzlies, so that's that's not great. But John Luer played 30 minutes tonight. He had 18.6 rebounds, one assist, one block, and one three-pointer. I think John Luer could be picked up when he's playing you know, this, this many minutes. Um, Reggie Jackson did leave this game and came back. He had 18.7 assists, two three-pointers, and one rebound. Um yeah, John Luer's kind of been sneaking into Tobias Harris minutes, Caldor Pope's minutes. Uh, it just seems like whatever Stan Van Gundy feels like is going to win a game is, is how they're playing. And it does seem this team is slumping pretty hard over the last couple weeks. But I'm, I'm not worried about it too awful much. I think this is probably a good buy-low time for Tobias Harris just because Tobias Harris has been struggling – uh, pretty pretty bad over the last uh, couple weeks or so. His shot just hasn't been falling, and he's seen a, a little bit of a decline in his minutes. 
I, uh, I'm i not dropping Tobias Harris. I'm sticking with him. I think he's a buy-low candidate. I think he ends up being a top 100 player standard league uh, on totals by the end of the year. He does play. He still starts. He plays a lot. This, I think this is just a little bit of a slump. I think the whole team looks like they're going through a slump. Caldwell Pope also in, in a bit of a slump. I still like Caldwell Pope just because of his ability to get threes and steals. He's a, a very good uh, producer of threes when it comes to fantasy. And even in the slump, he's hitting uh, over two threes a game. And I, I think that's very that's relevant. He's uh, also someone I think finishes in the top 100. So I would hold on to Pope or buy um, low on, on Caldwell Pope tonight. Uh, Marcus Morris, one for 11 tonight. That is brutal. He's still at 12 points, got to the line 14 times. Like I said, this team is is in full slump mode. John Lure is really the only person who's put producing good fantasy value over the last couple of weeks, and you know, obviously Andre Drummond's still doing what he does with his free throw uh, disability. Uh, tonight he was seven for ten in free throws. I'm still sticking with all these guys. I'm not I'm not bouncing their value up or down at all. They're they're, they're slumping and. That's uh, concerning, and it's something to pay attention to. But they haven't slumped for long enough for me to go. All right, I'm I'm dropping uh, Caldwell Pope or Harris. I I think you're safe dropping Marcus Morris just because his ceiling, the way he was playing earlier in the year, wasn't you know really good enough to be on a standard league team. He was in the drop zone when he was playing well, and now that he's not playing well at all, he's definitely below the drop zone. So. Um, yeah, Marcus Morris, you know, I'm not really interested in him unless he's playing very well. But Tobias Harris and Caldwell Pope are people I'm holding on to. Along with Jackson, obviously he should be owned in all leagues. Let's go to the Grizzlies. Let's see what happened over here tonight. Mark Gasol just powerbombing everybody across the floor. 38 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, and 2 three-pointers. Mark Gasol... Um, everyone should love you forever and ever. He's he's such a great player. Tonight was the return of Chandler Parsons, the uh, often injured Chandler Parsons. Only played 15 minutes tonight. He was one for five, which is a pretty standard Chandler Parsons line. Uh, it's good to see him back. Two points, two assists, two rebounds. If he is available in your standard leagues, I would uh, I would pick him up, take a flyer on him. Let's just see where this goes. He does have the ability to produce standard league value, so he should be owned in all leagues. The rest of the Grizzlies, uh, Jermichael Green, only three for ten tonight. He had ten points, nine rebounds, two assists, and two three pointers. I still kind of like uh, Jermichael Green. I I still think he's kind of um, he's an interesting fantasy player. He does a little bit of everything. He's not great at anything. He's like a really, really, really poor man's um, Draymond Green, and I, I already regret saying that out loud. But, yeah, he gets a little bit of everything, a little, a few blocks. This is, he's not a poor man's Draymond Green. He's like a homeless, dead person's Draymond Green. But over the last um, couple weeks, he, he's played well enough to be standardly relevant. I think he's still hovering around the drop zone, but I, I'm taking a flyer on him in a few leagues, simply because uh, in standard leagues, that is. Uh, simply because I think he, he, he's he got the starting role, he's able to hit threes and get really, like, kind of like, high-end rebounds. Uh, even in just limited minutes, he's in the last two weeks, he's averaged over 10 rebounds a game, which, I, I think I said this earlier this week, you know, there's only about nine players averaging over nine rebounds a game. So, Elite rebounds does help a lot. He should definitely be streamed in all leagues. 
and owned in anything over a 12, uh, 12 team league, but, uh, 10 team leagues. I can see why he's maybe not on a team a little bit in the drop zone, but I've taken a flyer on him. I think he does have potential. He's young and he's got a a interesting kind of across the board, nine cat Roto game. So I, I still like him. Uh, Mike Connolly, uh, back from the since he's been back from the injury, has not played as well as he was playing before it, and uh, he did come back very incredibly, insanely early from that injury, and I, I, I believe he's just going to be playing injured for the rest of the year and uh, uh, playing injured Mike Connolly, which is like, by the way, every single freaking year, I, I feel kind of bad for Mike Connolly always having to play incredibly injured, but his shot's been really bad since he's he's gotten back. He just hasn't been able to hit shots, and I, I do think it's because of the, uh, I, I do think it's because of his um, chronic pain and playing through the injury. Um, we'll see what the what the team wants to do with him. He's still able to dish out um, some decent assists and steals, but his uh, his shot just is not falling right now. I think you know he'll he'll adjust. He still did tonight. Have um, he only had nine points. But he did end up with three three pointers. He shot um, seven three pointers. He was three for seven, uh, three for ten on the whole night. Five rebounds, four assists, and two steals. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking so softly about Mike Connolly, like he's dying or uh, dead or something like that. Like this is awake. But I do. I just feel bad. I feel bad for Mike Connolly. I, I, I wish the best for him. This might be. Uh, you might want to sell high on Mike Connolly simply because he's playing injured that there's a good chance he gets injured again if you can sell high if he has a decent stretch so this stretch has not been decent so it's going to be hard to sell high but if he has a really good stretch i would say you know let's try to move him for you know an eric bledsoe type or something something really nice um the point guard-esque player to uh to replace Connolly, who will probably you know go off injured again at some point this season the next game on the docket is the Thunder versus the Pelicans. The Oklahoma City Thunder ended up winning tonight, once again, on the back of Russell Westbrook. 42 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 2 three-pointers. That guy is absolutely insane. Only 4 turnovers. I think he's averaging close to 6 turnovers, so it's just pretty silly. Enos Cantor had a good night. He played 34 minutes off the bench, uh, kind of hurting Stephen Adams' playing time. Only Stephen Adams only played 23 minutes. Uh, Enos Cantor, 14 points, 14 rebounds, one assist, two blocks. That's uh, six for 11. That's that's a really nice night from Enos Cantor. Uh, Enos Cantor hovers around that drop zone, and it's nights like this that make you want to uh, to pick him up and own him. If he's going to start getting some extended run, and I, I do think this was a bit of a um, just a matchup issue where they they played Enos Cantor th- such heavy minutes, 34 minutes. But when you can see when he plays 34 minutes, you know, 14 and 14 is not out of the question at all. And in fact, you know, in just limited minutes, he's, he's close to a double-double uh, quite often. It's those uh, duds of a night where he only plays like 14 minutes, 13 minutes, and plays you know, doesn't play enough to uh, be relevant that hurts. Um, this 34-minute outing by Cantor does give me a little bit of hope. If I'm in a need for a center, I would pick up Enos Cantor in standard leagues and 10, 10 to 12 team leagues. If he's if you're in a bigger league, I think if even for your 12 team league, you should own Enos Cantor. Um, he's he's good enough playing limited minutes to uh, to be relevant. 10 team leagues, um, 
I could see why you, you'd be a little hesitant just because of his, his consistency in playing time. But uh, I, I'd pick up Ian Skinner. I'd give a flyer on him just to see what happens over the next couple weeks with him playing uh, so many uh, minutes tonight. We'll just we'll see where that goes. But everybody else on this team, a uh, little pretty lukewarm on. Um, we did have um, Stephen Adams only playing 23 minutes. He had 12 points, four rebounds, and three assists, one block. I would watch. The bench got a lot of minutes tonight. And I think it was just because they were kind of playing well. But uh, we'll, we'll see what that means with uh, some heavy minutes off the bench. Uh, keep an eye on that, that Oklahoma City bench because they could be in store for a little bit of a shakeup because three, actually four of the starters played under 30 minutes and two of the bench players played 30 minutes or more. So we'll see. We'll see where that leads. Um, the bench really got more minutes for the Thunder tonight. Let's go over to the Pelicans. Pelicans also a team you should kind of already have figured out. Tariq Evans still on a minutes limit, which is giving Tim Frazier extra run. Uh, tonight, Tim Frazier, 29 minutes, 10 points, 5 rebounds, or 5 assists, 3 rebounds, and 1 steal. Like I've said, I'm running with Tim, Tim Frazier. I know he's kind of fallen off just a little bit because they've given Buddy Heald a little bit more minutes. They've put Buddy Heald in the starting lineup. But they're still running Tim Frazier uh, close to starters minutes. And I would I would hold on to Tim Frazier until Tyreek Evans starts playing more minutes tonight. Tyreek, fifteen minutes, six points, three assists, and one three pointer. He's gonna it's gonna be a while before he plays his way back into uh, standard league relevancy, and you're just gonna have to hold on. So I would hold on Tyreek Evans. I wouldn't don't get impatient. Uh, it's gonna it's might be it might be two weeks. It might it might be a month before he's he's killing it. So do keep an eye on him. If uh, a owner gets impatient with Tyreek Evans here in the next couple of weeks, I would pick him up and put him on your bench and just wait. Wait on Tyreek because he's going to play or he's going to lead the uh, the bench. Either way, he's going to be should be playing close to 30 minutes if he's still, um, you know, if he's still a good basketball player, which we, we, we do need to see. Um, the Pelicans have been pretty restrictive on minutes uh, played with their injured players over the last, you know, X amount of years. So... Not terribly surprising that Tyreek Evans is is slowly building his way back into the league. Let's move on to the next game. The Washington Wizards defeated the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls just crapping away another one. But one of the things I did like from this game from the Bulls was Nico Miritich. Miritich, 22 minutes off the bench, 11 points, 6 rebounds, a block, and 3 three-pointers. I think Nico is – obviously, Nico is a very streaky player. Nico seems to have hit – you know, is, is falling on the, the the good side of streaky right now. And I would feel safe taking a flyer on him. It's – I mean, who knows? He could completely fall off again. He's been having a really, really rough uh, start to the year. And he's been below standard league relevancy. In the last week, even in short minutes, twenty only 21 minutes, 22 minutes a game, he's been hitting his threes. He's getting good rebounds. I would um, I'd go ahead and pick him up. He's shooting a lot better. He's shooting close to 45%. He, he, pick him up. Go give him a guess. Give, give a flyer on him. I understand that uh, he could fall off at any time, so don't get mad at me when he puts up a, uh, a 1 for 12 game which he has done in the past. But um, after sitting against Milwaukee, 
I think it's kind of a. I think that might have been good enough to light a fire under Nico. I understand this is only two games, and two games is a, such a small sample size. But uh, I just have faith in. I have faith in Nico, and I'm kind of. I'm, I'm rooting for him. I, I, I hope he uh, puts it all together, and he's getting a chance right now to do that. So I take a flyer on him in really any standard league. Bigger leagues, I think he should be owned for sure. But uh, I, I take a flyer on Nico Miritich in, uh, in, in, in standard leagues where you need the, the stats that he gives you, which would be threes, some decent rebounds, and a little bit of scoring, and a little bit of uh, the occasional block here and there. Tonight, Rondo, another um, double-digit assist night. He was 1 for 10. Can't figure out how to shoot the basketball or do anything other than pass. Um, he had three points. He hit a three-pointer. His one shot was a three-pointer. He had 10 assists and six rebounds, no steals, though. Um, Rondo is a little bit up and down. I said, you, you know, try to pick – I said, you know, give him a, a shot on your on your standard league teams. And I still think you, with producing, you know, double-digit assists, and he's still worth a shot in most standard, league, uh, standard leagues uh, to be on a team. Uh, just to get those assists from him, I, those assists are pretty important because when he does, you know, one, when he goes one for ten, that's really really horrible for your field goal. Uh, but he, he he's bad at field goal or free throws, but he doesn't go to the line ever, and you know he's not going to score a ton. But that hurt, that hurts when you're in a roto league. Uh, in, in a roto league, I still think he's not uh, st- standard league ownable. Probably in bigger leagues, but if you're desperate for assists, or if you're in a head-to-head league where you need assists for this week. Um, uh, Rondo should be streamed in every league in head-to-head, or uh, I think owned in standard leagues, just because you can put him in, you can get those uh, really good assists, and that can help you win a week. Rest of this team, uh, Taj Gibson, a really good night. Taj Gibson was playing pretty well lately, 8 for 12, 17 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, and 3 blocks from Taj tonight. I still think he should be owned in all leagues. Let's go over to the Wizards. Otto Porter did lead this game, leaving uh, Kelly Oubre with uh, a lot more minutes than usual. But uh, Marcus Thornton got more minutes, and uh, Sean McKellen got minutes as well. So they kind of shared the bulk of the minutes that got missed from Otto Porter. And uh, sorry, Sheldon McKellen. Sheldon McKellen. What a name. Um, The Wizards, really solid night from uh, most of their players but but not great from any one particular person markeith morris is someone who's been in the drop zone i think for for quite a bit now and um i think he's he's kind of bumped himself up above the drop zone especially if auto porter is going to be out maybe a couple games or so or maybe extended amount of time markeith morris is getting a lot more touches tonight I think he 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 did get more touches because he shot the ball ten times tonight. He only had eight points, but he had eleven rebounds and two assists. So I would uh, I'd pick up Markeith Morris in standard leagues while Otto Porter's out. When Otto Porter's in, I think um, Morris is in that drop zone. So it depends on if you really need someone like uh, Markeith Morris on your team, someone who gets uh, pretty decent rebounds, gets the um, occasional steal and a block but uh is not a good three-point shooter out of all these guys who kind of are these like you know mo harkless um the other more uh, marcus morris and um 
players of that caliber where they kind of do a little bit of everything. Markeith Morris does the least bit of all those things out of those players, and so I still think he's worth owning in a Roto League, um, and he plays enough minutes to be to be streamed at the very least in head-to-head leagues. So we'll see what's going on there. Uh, Beal still playing heavy minutes, and John Wall as well. Both of them had pretty okay nights. Uh, Beal's shot wasn't going down from three. He only had one three-pointer tonight, but five assists and two steals. John Wall, 23 points, six rebounds, nine assists, and three steals, which is something you've come to expect from John Wall. Also, Marcin Gortat, 14 points and 11 rebounds, two blocks and two assists. Marcin Gortat should be owned in all leagues. Um, I don't understand why he wouldn't be. He's great. But do look for Kelly Oubre to get more minutes with Otto Porter being out, and that is something to uh, keep an eye on, and that might be someone you want to take a flyer on if, if you're in bigger leagues. Um, just watch Twitter. Go to hashtagbasketball.com and check out their Twitter feeds for their Wizards uh, their Wizards Twitter feed and see if Otto Porter is going to play the next game. And if he's not, um, spot start Kelly Oubre. That's, I think that would be a very good move for you. Let's go on to the next game. Sacramento Kings barely pulled one off against the Utah Jazz. Always happy when Sacramento Kings win a game. And they, they beat the Jazz, which is really in, in, in pretty impressive. Joe Ingles got the start tonight for the Jazz, 39 minutes. He had 10 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, and 2 steals while hitting uh, two three-pointers. And we still have um, Derek Favors playing his way back into shape. He only played 16 minutes tonight. Um, Derek Favors is kind of an interesting person right now in a lot of leagues, I think, because their owners have been desperate for him to come back, and he's not showing hardly anything. I know he's on a minutes restriction, but um, he's not showing flashes of, of really much in those in those limited minutes. Um, I I would still think this is a buy low time for Derek Favors. I think by the end of the the year he is um, going to be a solid standard standard league player. Um, I was actually offered recently, so um, Blake Griffin is out about a month with uh, doing a knee scope, which knee scopes guys usually recover uh, pretty quickly and they they, they get, come back to their normal playing uh, abilities. Uh, it's not an it's not like a Tyreek Evans where they have to play limited minutes for like three weeks and see how it goes and all that other stuff. Um, it's not like this return from Derek Favors either. When Blake comes back, he's probably going to be playing um, heavy heavy minutes. They might ease him into it for a week or so, but he'll be back to being old Blake. So I was recently offered Derek Favors for Blake Griffin. So that's a month possibly with no Blake Griffin and maybe, what, another week or so of Derek Favors playing his way into basketball. So it's about three weeks of getting something for nothing. But then when they're both healthy – who's really the better player there i'm not really sure actually i think blake griffin is probably the better fantasy all-around player than uh Derek favors even though Derek favors has had some really really solid years favors kind of makes his money by being you know a really good block guy and a good percentage guy um that's a hard trade for me and i, I still haven't decided what i'm gonna do with that trade uh but if you're in a head-to-head league i think you make that trade because you want to get all the starts you can but uh, in a in a roto league I think it's uh it's a little bit a little bit questionable on which one you would rather have if you can kind of get three fourths of Blake Griffin with a replacement guy off the waiver wire perhaps uh, a Mason Plumley would be a really good replacement for uh, Blake Griffin if your team is doing well Mason Plumley 
is uh, a very good assist center, and uh, Blake Griffin's a very good uh, assist forward. So uh, they kind of, I would say they complement each other well. Obviously, Mason Plumlee is not going to score as well as Blake Griffin. So, um, but that would be my you know three force replacement for Blake Griffin. Uh, Mason Plumley just almost almost does enough and should be able to hold you over for the next two to three weeks if you need those types of stats. So let's go back to I got off on a tangent there about Blake Griffin. Um, let's go back to the Utah Jazz and uh, yeah, hold on to Derek Favors. Buy low on Derek Favors right now. Joe Ingles with the start. I think Joe Ingles should be owned in all leagues. He's playing well uh, until Joe Ingles gets moved back to. The uh, bench, uh, I think Joe Ingles can be owned because he does enough in, in fantasy across the board uh, to be owned. And Sheldon Mack had an okay night, uh, 4 for 10 or 13 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists with the start, and 2 three-pointers. Uh, I'm not terribly impressed by Sheldon Mack, even though he's been playing uh, heavier minutes with Dante Exum. Uh, not really uh, kind of injured and uh, Rodney Hood, but injured as well. So Sheldon Mack might be someone you take a flyer on in a bigger league and or just spot start or stream in head-to-head leagues for now because uh, eventually those guys will be back. And, and Sheldon Mack doesn't produce a ton of value even when he's playing starters minutes. Let's go over the Sacramento Kings. Um, I've been a little bit interested in what's going on with the Kings lately. Obviously, Boogie, just a destro- destroyer of worlds. Uh, Boogie had a monster night the other night. Tonight he had 21 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and a block, and a 3-pointer. Uh, always good to see him get one of those 3-pointers in. Darren Collison has just not been the same type of player he was in the past, and uh, I haven't been really pleased with him at all. I've been holding on to him in a, in a handful of leagues, but I think it's really safe to drop Darren Collison. He's just not shooting very well. He's not scoring the ball a ton. He's not getting you assists, and those are the things he was supposed to be good at, and he's not. So I, I think Darren Collison is droppable in all standard leagues for sure. Um, hopefully Rudy Gay um, comes back pretty soon because Matt Barnes has been getting the start. And we've seen uh, Matt Barnes and uh, Garrett Temple kind of sharing the load here with Rudy Gay out. Garrett Temple has actually been playing pretty well. Garrett Temple tonight only 11 points, two assists, two rebounds, and three three-pointers. I still think um, in bigger leagues, Garrett Temple should be owned in all 14, 16 team leagues. In 12 team leagues as well, uh, own Garrett Temple just because he's playing better than their starters and they're still going to him. They're still playing a lot of minutes. Um, Once Rudy Gay comes back, I think that is going to change. But Matt Barnes, not super impressive uh, to me, has not been hitting threes at a high clip, which is what you would want from Matt Barnes if you're going to ever play him. also, Omer Caspi not playing a lot, which is kind of surprising because I thought Omer Caspi would get a little bit more playing time because I, I like Omer Caspi when it comes to a fantasy back in the day. He's probably he's lost a few steps in his age. But, um, yeah, this team just really doesn't have any really great fantasy players. Ty Lawson tonight had a decent night. Um, off the bench playing 26 minutes. He was 7 for 11, 19 points, 5 rebounds, only 1 assist. And one steal. Just there's so much inconsistency with all these players, and just uh, I can see you owning Ty Lawson if you're punting a certain strategy. Garrett Tibble's really the only standard league guy I would take a flyer on on this team outside of your obvious cousins and, and hold on to Gay until he gets back from injury. Um, that's pretty typical Sacramento Kings stuff. Let's go on to the Rockets versus the Suns. 
Suns are uh, playing TJ Warren back into um, health, and tonight TJ Warren ended up with 29 minutes. He had 19 points, five rebounds, no assists, but a steal and a block and a three. TJ Warren should be owned in all leagues. He came off the bench and played well. He's going to be um, probably as good as he was earlier in the year. PJ Tucker will eventually. Um, he had a decent night tonight, PJ Tucker. 10 points, six rebounds, two assists, and, and one steal, but. And, and two three-pointers, but I think T.J. Warren is probably going to either bust into the starting lineup at some point in the near future or uh, is going to play more minutes than P.J. Tucker but come off the bench and lead that second team, which would probably be a good spot for him. Uh, Alex Lynn, 24 minutes. He had nine points, five rebounds, and four blocks. It's interesting to see Alex Lynn getting a lot more minutes. This game was a blowout, so there was a lot more minutes to go around on the bench. Brandon Knight played 26 minutes, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a block. I'm not changing my opinion on Brandon Knight and Lynn. I think they're both, uh, without getting more minutes than they currently are on a normal night, those guys are below the drop zone, but they're, they're if you're in a 12-team league, 14-team league, you can, you can own either one of those guys because they do provide pretty decent fantasy value. I'd rather have Lynn than Knight because I think Lynn will play more uh, throughout the rest of the year and they'll, they'll end up starting to play Chandler a lot less. Let's go over to the Rockets tonight. Um, on fire tonight, it looks like. Eric Gordon off the bench. Seven three-pointers, 24 points, three assists, a steal, and two rebounds. That's a great night for him. Uh, I think you kind of know what you're getting with the Rockets. Uh, Beverly and Gordon have been sharing minutes, but they've kind of gotten used to sharing minutes and they've been playing a lot better. They were kind of cannibalizing each other just a little bit. And I thought that would affect their game, but it does look like they've, the, the coaching there has uh, really figured out how to rotate those guys in and out of the lineup and get the maximum effectiveness from both of those guys. I would you know definitely own Patrick Beverly um, and I would own Eric Gordon uh, for sure because his uh, insanely elite three pointers, Ryan Anderson's been playing a lot better. So Ryan Anderson has been a guy who I've kind of considered in that drop zone area. But I've always said with Ryan Anderson, he needs to be averaging, you know, a a really good amount of threes. And right now, over the last two weeks, Ryan Anderson's averaging three three three-pointers a game. So if he's over two and a half three-pointers a game, I think he's ownable. I would pick up Ryan Anderson if he is available on your waiver wires um, across the board. Everybody else in this team with Clint Capella out, it looks like Clint Capella will be will be out till February. Uh, I think you you are seeing Ryan Anderson play a little bit more, play a little bit better. We've also got um, Nene Hilario playing a little bit more, but I I don't really like Nene at all, especially how old he is, and really he's never really been that great of a fancy player, hardly at all. Um, Montrezel Harrell, I hope I said that correctly. Got the start tonight, uh, 28 minutes. He was 8 for 11, 17 points, but three assists, two rebounds, and three blocks, which is, uh, that's kind of impressive. Let's go take a look a little bit deeper at Harrell. Um, he's got the start. He um, pl- has been playing more and more minutes. He played well in his first start tonight. Um, the Rockets are on a murderous winning streak. Mm, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on him. I'm looking at his per 36. In the last two weeks, They do his per 36 do look very nice. Um, yeah, if he's going to play 28 minutes or so, 
I would take a flyer on him. He's um, he's able to get um, the occasional block, the occasional steal. He's he's not incompetent in rebounds at all. Um, my problem is he's he's not a three point shooter, and you really do want uh, a good three point shooter. But you know, check out Harrell if you're in a bigger league. I, I'd take maybe take a flyer on him in a 14, 16 team league, 12, 10 team leagues. He's uh, I think still in the drop zone. And for uh, Roto Leagues, he's a little less uh, attractive than in head-to-head leagues. In head-to-head leagues, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over. He gets blocks for how many uh, for the amount of minutes he gets. He gets good blocks per minute. And his field goal percentage is really good, but he just doesn't do anything else terribly great. So I'd still consider him in the drop zone for all 14 or anything 12 and under uh, team leagues, 10 and 12 team leagues. But uh, the, considering that he's starting and playing more minutes, 14-team leagues, 16-team leagues, I would pick him up. Let's look at the final game of the night, the Dallas Mavericks versus the Portland Trail Blazers. This game is in the fourth quarter, just entered the fourth quarter. Harrison Barnes having a really nice night, 26 points, 5 rebounds. Uh, Finney Smith, a guy that I've, I've said, you know, maybe take a look at, take a flyer on, having a, another poor night, 1 for 3, Two points, four rebounds, and a steal. He's probably drifting back into that drop zone. So if you don't want to spend any more time on on Finney Smith, and you just you you need there's someone better on the waiver wire, pick up that person who's better on the waiver wire right now. But um, you know, it's only been it's a small sample size, and Finney Smith's definitely get, getting starters minutes on this team. So I would um, I'd still hold on to him unless there's someone unless you really want someone off the waiver wire. Same with Powell. Powell's actually having a, a much better night. Seven points, three steals, two blocks, and five rebounds. Those are good counting stats. Powell, another guy I think is hovering around that drop zone as well, um, but does play heavy minutes in the Dallas Mavericks system. Another guy I would hold on to unless there is someone you know up and coming on the um, waiver wires. So like if Chandler Parsons is out there, I'd rather take a flyer on Chandler Parsons being really good because Chandler Parsons' ceiling is much, much higher than Powell's and Finney's. Um, Finney Smith and Powell might be rest of the year totals better than uh, Chandler Parsons because Chandler Parsons is definitely probably going to get injured again. Uh, and we really don't know if Ch- Chandler Parsons is, is still the type of player he once was. So there's a lot of question marks around Parsons, but I'd rather take the uh, the chance at someone who could be a, you know, a top 60, top 50 player. I don't think Finney Smith or Powell get that high uh, throughout the on averages throughout the year. Darren Williams still got the start tonight. He's playing well, 8 for 12, two three-pointers, four assists, three rebounds. He should be owned. Darren Williams should be owned in all leagues, even with the return of J.J. Barea. Uh, Darren Williams looks like he's continuing to be the starting point guard here. Let's go over to the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, they've really figured out their rotation uh, very well with um, Crab coming off the bench. It does look like um, our old friend Evan Turner is not playing tonight, so this probably just mean more minutes for Crab and uh, McCollum and Lillard. I don't think they're going to – doesn't look like they're – Entering Noah Vonley hasn't played all game. Myers Leonard hasn't played all game. They've been they only have a three use bench tonight. I think they they're very happy with the the um, rotation that they've figured out, and uh, that's allowed my uh, Mason Plumley to be a starting uh, standard league center, and he's getting starters minutes. Mason Plumley should be owned in all leagues tonight. Mason Plumley three for three. Uh, one for six when free throws, so do be prepared to get take a free throw hit with him on your team. But seven points, 
six rebounds, three assists, one block. Like I said, he's a you know a half a half replacement, a three fourths replacement for Blake Griffin. Uh, if you if you're desperate for someone who kind of gets good assists in a big man's spot, uh, Mo Harkless has been up and down lately, and lately he's been a bit down. Tonight, three for nine, eight points. Five rebounds, one assist. That's okay. I'm still, I'm still holding on to Mo Harkless just because I think Mo Harkless is a good player. He's got the starters minutes on this team, and uh, even though he's slumping a little bit, I'd rather have him than more than Markeef. But I, I guess I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather have Mo Harkless than Mo, both of the Morris twins. I, I, I just like Mo, Mo Harkless a little bit better. He does a little bit of everything. He's and his steals are very good. Uh, Mo Harkless's steals are. are are much higher than everybody else's, and so he does that at, at, at a semi-elite rate. Uh, over the last two weeks, Mo Harkless is averaging close to two steals a game, with almost averaging a block a game. So that's that's why I, I like Mo Harkless a little bit better than those two, um, the Morai twins. The uh, only other line to pay attention to is the fact that uh, Alfred Camino did get the start tonight. He played 25 minutes. He was over three, four rebounds and assists, two steal. I'm not picking up Aminu. Um, by any means, but um, the rest of this team, uh, Crab, I think twelve team leagues he could be owned. But in standard leagues, I'm still not in. I'm not still in not into Alan Crab, even though he might he might get more uh, minutes with um, our good friend Evan Turner out. It does look like Evan Turner is only going to be out for uh, maybe a week or less. So spot start Alan Crab in all in all head to head leagues, but. Um, Mm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not running out to pick up Alan Crab in, in any standard league team. Uh, maybe 12 teams, maybe for a brief spot start here and there. But um, yeah, in, in 10 team leagues, no thanks. And that's it for tonight. Those are all the games. We will be back later this week with more box scores. And um, very excited about NBA Christmas. Watching basketball for 12 hours and sitting on the couch and doing absolutely nothing is always a wonderful idea. Just make sure you have food because it is a shame to realize everything is closed on Christmas Day and to starve yourself to death while watching basketball. And that is my pro tip for the holidays. Um, I hope everyone has a great holiday. And if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, please give us a rating, give us a review. And that really helps That really helps us. That really helps the podcast and get noticed. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast uh, with the Fancy Basketball Demographic, you can get a hold of me at watchtheboxes at gmail.com. Uh, all one word there, watch the boxes, exactly how you think it's spelled. And if you want to leave me feedback or ask me questions about your fantasy team, you can get at me at Twitter at watchtheboxes, same exact as the email. So thanks for joining us this evening, and everybody, have a good one. <laughs>